0: Welcome to Share Your Umbrella, a podcast that shares stories from entrepreneurs who help families in their communities with financial solutions. This week's guest is Area Marketing Director Abiel Hewitt. We spoke to Abiel about the benefits of being your own boss, how technology has been helping financial education, and how he helps teachers with their retirement with his book Teacher's Guide to Tax-Free Retirement. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we were just, our first question is, we we're wondering what did you do before joining FFS? What was your professional life like before you found the FFS opportunity?
1: Before the FFS opportunity, I was in the pharmaceutical business. I worked for uh, a large Fortune 500 company, and basically, I just sold and marketed our our drugs that we had. So my job was just to go to physicians' offices, talk to them about the particular drug, talk to them about the disease state and how the product could fit them. I asked them what type of uh, clients that they think or kind of patients they thought could use the product and things like that. It was a pretty chill job, It was really easy to do. Company car benefits and all that. So that worked out pretty good. Unfortunately, I finally got laid off. I think I was with the company about 13, 14 years. So I got laid off in 2011. In 2011, I thought about it and said, okay, so what do I want to do? Because I started seeing how the industry was changing. At one point when I first started, it was very easy to go in and out of doctor's offices. But what the industry did was they overloaded and they flooded the physician's offices with just representatives just coming in, coming in, coming in. So all that stuff hard started to change because it was really disrupting the physician's everyday flow. And so as a result, they didn't need as many reps as they did before. And then the industry started changing because there weren't a lot of blockbuster drugs that were coming out like they were when I first started. And I saw yeah. that with every company's many of my former colleagues that are still in the business have been with a ton of different employers since then, because they mm-hmm. just had to go from one place to the other because things kept changing. And I saw that coming
2: it sounds like a lot of the stability that you had at the beginning or, you know, the kind of the benefits, all that, that nice package working through for someone for 13, 14 years kind of disappeared over time. And so you got out at, at a good time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I had to kind of figure out what was I going to do. So I looked at a couple of different things that I wanted to look at. One of the things that I saw was that during that time, they were going to have physicians have to get this new software that they would have to get and It was very expensive for them to get, but they had to get it. And they would get kind of part of the money would get uh, reimbursed to them, but they wanted to go automate it. So I thought about I said, well, I know over 200 physicians, so maybe I'll get into that business and I'll sell them the software. But the problem was, is that none of the companies Really were wanted. They either wanted me to be an employee. They didn't want independent reps and I didn't want to be anyone's employee at that point. And then I thought about insurance. And so my first idea was to do Medicare because I kind of knew about Medicare and all that. stuff. i was going to do Medicare. But when I started studying for my tests, that's when I learned this whole world of financial services was open up to me just by having uh, a license to do insurance. And a good friend of mine was working with FFS at the time. He had just started. He was with the company maybe less than a year. He was with the company. He had been telling me about it ever since he started, but I wouldn't listen to him because I was working it. He was persistent, though. So he came back at me again, and I just happened to get retired at this point. So now I want to listen. And so I also went to some other opportunities and looked at some other brokers and everything before I did it with him. And then when I told him what I had done, he kind of got upset. He said, that's what we do, but we just do it a little differently. And so he explained how it was different because one of the things that this group was doing, they were concentrating on specialized markets. And so they were going into schools, talking to teachers and doing things like that. And that appealed to me a lot. So I decided to come over to FFS and start the business doing it that way with them. And that's kind of how I got into the business uh, of working with FFS. And I've been here ever since 2011.
2: Wow, that's that's interesting to see, you know, coming at it from pharmacy and then looking at other types of insurance, looking at other ways that, you know, some of that knowledge could get applied. And then Mm -hmm. it sounds like it was almost, you know, just in getting your license and you saw just by having to study for it, how many opportunities there were.
1: Exactly. It took me a while to get out of that employee mindset because now I have to do everything for myself. I had support from my upline and everything like that, but I had to start learning how to be independent. And I was so used to coming home at one or two o'clock in the afternoon because it didn't take long for me to do my job that I was doing because I had been doing it so long. I knew all the physicians and everything. Everybody knew me, so it was no big deal. And so I had to say, you know, I'm gonna have to work a little bit harder in my own business. And so it took a while to really get out of that mindset, but with the support of my upline leaders and and people that uh, were mentoring me in the business, I finally started getting out of that mindset and actually, even though I worked harder, I was so much more happier.
2: We hear that a lot from people who, you know, there's there's definitely a transition of working as an employee to working as your own boss to kind of building a business and having that mindset. But that idea of, you know, it really is the entrepreneurial spirit of this idea of exactly however much effort you're putting in you're going to see the fruits of that on the other side and Mm -hmm. there's no mystery. There's no, you know, well, you know, maybe my boss will be happy with me and I might get a raise at the next review or I might, you know, there's none of that kind of murky, like, well, I'm relying on someone else to, to decide something for me. And like, maybe this effort will pay off or, or maybe not. (laughs) And that idea that you just, you're really in control is so empowering for people. And I don't think most people would think of that because most of us are employees. Most of us are are not in that um, and haven't gotten a chance to experience that.
0: Do you remember any of the particular ways that you were able to get into the employee mindset or any of the um, specifics or was it just more of a general building of momentum?
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was more the the latter, Just kind of understanding Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. I had to do because I was always a go getter. But what happened was I had been working for many years before I started getting into the pharmaceutical business and I always worked hard and I was always successful at all the businesses I was in. I was in banking. I did a lot. I was in retail management when I first got out of college and all that sort of thing. But when I got over and started uh, working in the pharmaceutical business, um, I got high income. Company car, benefits, and I only had to work a few hours a week. I mean, excuse me, a few hours a day. Mm-hmm. Once I kind of le- learned and knew what I was doing, I got proficient. Mm-hmm. And I was very successful there. What happened was, because of that, I got lazy. And I thought mm-hmm. I was just going to do that until I retired, take my pension and retire, get my Social Security and all that. Because I did not know understand financial Products and I did not understand How things work financially Now that I know what I know Now that I know what I know now That was a total (laughs) Bad way of looking at it because even my 401k I wasn't putting Enough away in it I wasn't going to have enough money For retirement that I thought I was Going to have I was going to be living At a a lower uh, financial Level all the things that I talk To clients about now I was one of those people and that's why I'm passionate when I talk to clients, especially my younger clients, to make them understand, hey, this is what you're looking forward to happening. Because I had to figure that out, because when I f- first started working, I was talking to all these young people and they were like, I don't need all that. And I didn't understand how to communicate <laughs> with them. And then I just thought about my own experiences and that worked out. One of the things that I talked to them was about inflation and I give them a little story about when I got out of college in the early 80s i got into retail management and i tell him i said you know what my salary was my salary was eleven hundred dollars a month and i said with that eleven hundred dollars a month i had a car i paid for rent and i even had a little cash to go out you know and have some fun you know (laughs) on the weekends but that's about all i had and i said think about it today could you live off $1,100 a month? And everybody said, of course not. And I said, so you have to understand in the future, you're going to have to be paying for inflation. So even though your pension might say one thing, inflation is going to eat up a lot of your savings on a lot of things that you're trying to do. So you want to be prepared for that bite. You want to be prepared mm-hmm. for taxes going up.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you're already putting the sharing of the umbrella into practice.
2: There's a sense of, you know, the different milestones that we think about in life and the goals that we set for ourselves usually don't revolve around saving and retirement because that's not an exciting goal to have. And it's such a, a long-term goal and it's so far-reaching in the future and everything that needs to be done right now feels much more urgent and, and probably is more urgent in, in the absolute sense But, you know, it's not surprising that you're, you get a nice job, you're finally able to pay for your car, pay for what you're doing, go out a little bit, and that's it. And you're, and you're happy with that, because that was the goal. So I can see how trying to kind of shoehorn in, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna work in some of these long term goals early on. That's, that's the sell, really, for for all of this for young people.
1: Yeah, and I'm finding Mm -hmm. that Nowadays, younger people are much more receptive to that now than they were then. And I believe it's because of the information age. They get a lot more information. Like in 2011, when I first started, the Internet was available, but it wasn't like it is now. And so all that information that you're able to get and how is at your fingertips wasn't there. Because when if I think about it, everybody's always Googling. You know, you Mm -hmm. want to know something, let's Google it. Let's do this. Let's do, let's go mm-hmm. find the information. It's at our hands, and so the clients that I talk to now, the younger ones in particular, are so much more sophisticated than they were ten years ago, and they mm-hmm. they they like information. And one of the things that they like is uh, automated things, automation. And so one of the tools that I that I use now is a more automated tool that kind of shows them an illustration on, like I can compare a 401k or a 403b to the index universal life policy. And they can see when they run out of money with the other product and how the the IUL will keep giving them money tax free for the rest of their life. And so they like that tool. I don't use that tool with the older clients because they don't understand all that. And they think, oh, you just put all this stuff together and you're just trying to Trick me with this technology stuff, you know, right, the younger yeah, clients, the they appreciate that, you know, and then mm-hmm. I can send it to mm-hmm. them, too, and they can play with the numbers themselves and stuff, you know, and so yeah. it, it works out. So you have to understand who you're talking to and where they are in their retirement age or where they are in their mindset, where they are with uh, because I focus mostly on retirement.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm. That's basically most of my insurance is based on what can it do for you. However, I do do life insurance, just straight life insurance when someone needs it, because I give an example. I'm working with a a lady right now and she's going to retire next month. And so one of the things we're doing, we're going to do a rollover for her so she can have some money, uh, a nice uh, uh, annuity. She already has a Roth that she saved up with. And so now she just she's had some supplemental money that she wants to transfer over to us and so we're going to do that but one of the things I start talking to her about okay so you got this money you got a very small life insurance policy that's not going to really do much for you or your husband but what do you do if you get sick if you have to do go to a, a nursing facility or something like that you guys both have uh, are going to make good money in retirement because your husband's going to have a pension because he works uh, in the sheriff's department, you're a teacher, you're going to be, so you're going to be okay. But then if something starts to happen, what are you going to do? And so one of the things that we're looking at is getting her an IUL, even at this age. And what that's going to do for her is, is that it's going to help her with the living benefits, mostly, because that's what she's concerned with. So now if she gets ill, critically, chronic illness, terminal illness, or anything like that. She can utilize the benefits that are in the uh, index universal life product that'll help her. And although it's not a what you call a, a long-term care product, many of the features that trigger long-term care trigger the uh, living benefits in the IUL. And so when those things happen, she can use IUL and it's going to be a lot less expensive for her as well. So that's going to help mm-hmm. her out a lot. She likes So it
2: tell me... Yeah, that you know, that story I feel like is really emblematic of a lot of a lot of stories and a lot of what what we're dealing with in terms of people looking at an IUL. Tell me a little more about when you have when you have a client who is really looking for retirement, you know, what factors are you looking at with them and why are living benefits so important? You know, how are you especially with someone, you know, this woman is, is near retirement and how that really shapes how people can see their financial future, because now people are retiring and they're looking at another 40 years of needing to, to pay for, for their lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm. If a person is preparing for retirement, no matter where they are in their age, okay, and how long they have, One of the things that I do is I try to get a holistic view of what they're doing and how that's going to relate to retirement. Is your home paid off? When will it be paid off? Uh, Is there any kind of equity you're going to have? Do you get a tax return? Uh, Are your children adults? Do you have any grandchildren? Do you have any children? Um, Do you plan on having any children? Things like that. Questions that I ask, so I can get a, a total view of what their lifestyle is and what it probably will be in the future, and kind of what their goals and what they're trying to achieve. How much money do you want to have in retirement? I don't know how much money I have in retirement. Well, let's kind of determine how much you might need in retirement based on the way things are mm-hmm. now because things are always changing. So the only thing we can do now is put a plan together that can help you in the future. Now, if they're younger, When we do our annual reviews and times change over the years, we can always make adjustments. If they're older, we just got to deal with what we have at this point and see how we can help. So, for example, the older lady I was talking with her, the only thing I can do with her is to roll over that she has and get her some insurance. That's pretty much all I can do. I can't plan for her retirement because it's next month. Well, she's done. Right. <laughs> <At that> point, <laughs> you know, uh, some of the other creative things that um, we were be- that we can do sometimes with someone that's at retirement age. And let's say, for example, they have a really robust 401k or 457 or something like that. And let's say they have several hundred thousand dollars in it. Well, one of the things that they can do is. They can say, "Okay, I'm going to have this money. And of course, I don't want to take all the money out, but maybe I can take out a a, a larger portion of that. That'll keep my lifestyle going. And then I can take part of that and I can put it into an IUL. So then when that money runs out, I can start accessing the cash in the IUL. Sometimes that works out really good for people because they can pay they can have to keep their lifestyle because if they take a little bit little, it might not work. But if they maybe do some adjustments, so it's so many things that you can do to help a person. It's just about listening to them and collaborating with them and kind of figuring out, hey, what can we do to make life a little bit better for you?
2: I mean, and that's where I think the expertise really comes in of knowing the products, having access to so many products with us and have, being able to kind of look at a full range of financial solutions and figure out what someone might need depending on where they are in life, which is why, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned those annual reviews. Those are so critical for clients, but also, you know, for agents to to help people and kind of intercept it before <laughs> it gets to a month before someone is retiring and make, mm-hmm. make adjustments along the way.
1: Absolutely. I just wished all of my clients understood the value of the annual yeah. review. I'll tell them that at the beginning. Hey, we're going to meet mm-hmm. this time next year. If you need me before then, we can, but we'll meet, we're going to definitely meet this time next year. A lot of times I'll set an appointment with them and then I don't hear from them. I send them letters, I send them texts, yep. I call them. They don't respond. And then <laughs> when a crisis happens, all of a sudden my phone is ringing. Well,
2: mm-hmm. speaking of crises, you know, 2020 has been a crazy year. Now we're almost halfway through 2021. We've had so much mm-hmm. happen over the last year and you know, I think a lot of agents have seen things changing in a lot of different ways. So, you know, did you have a bunch of your clients calling you up? Were people were people asking and worried and and trying to find solutions during this time?
1: I didn't have a lot because of working uh, with teachers so much. They ha- they had their jobs,
2: mm-hmm. and so they
1: weren't mm-hmm. as worried about that. The only clients that I did have in mm-hmm. call is teachers that, excuse me, not teachers, but people that. We're in other industries. They may want us to know, mm-hmm. you know, how things were going. If they were losing any money, they forgot. I had someone call me not too long ago say, "Hey, I'm getting ready to do my taxes. What do I do about this for my taxes?" I said, "Well, you it's already you've already paid taxes on on this money already, so you don't have to worry about that." And they were like really happy about that, doing that. So that that was really beneficial to me uh, having a clientele that I have. And so I didn't have that uh, as a bigger problem. The biggest problem I had was adjusting to being at home. The first couple of months, March and April, I was like everybody else. I was just like frozen in time. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: And So one of the things that I started doing was learning technology, learning how to do Zoom. I was afraid of Zoom at first. I didn't know how to use Zoom. I didn't realize how simple it was. You know, or some of the other formats that people are using. It was so simple to use. And so as a result, I started learning how to do that. I started learning how to sell and promote uh, and help people online and talk to them face to face online. Everybody was stuck at home. So it was pretty simple to do it like that. That helped out a lot. Started to learn how to use social media a little because I'm not really a big social media person, but from a business standpoint, one of the things that I started really understanding or learning how to do is LinkedIn, because now I'm dealing with Mm -hmm. business professionals. I'm learning now that I could also use Facebook and some of the other mediums to get clients and help people out as well, starting to learn how to do landing pages, you know. Where I can send out some information to someone, and they can go to the landing page, and they can get some more information, then they can click on it and set an appointment up. You know, these things are exciting yeah. to me. Calendy, it's exciting mm-hmm. to me. You know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that I could make my life is easier.
2: You've talked a lot about teachers during this um this time. Tell us a little bit more about your work with teachers and I know you also have that the book out with, you know, a teacher's guide to tax-free retirement. What is that about? What what are some of your goals with working with that population and and some of your experiences working with teachers?
1: Okay, so I started on the book before the pandemic and I finished I finished it in the pandemic because I had some time to finish it, right? <laughs> And so I had started like maybe about a year and a half before the pandemic on the book. And I had kind of laid the foundation down for it. But my idea initially was to have a something for them that they can have a reference point or that they can pass on the other people. And, I, and it needs to be easy to read and easy to understand. So the book is only like 26 pages long. And what it does, it does illustrations in terms of, OK, this is teacher X. And this is their situation. And this is how we can fix it. I went um, I went over the tax history of the United States and how taxes have affected us over the years and things like that. So I went over a lot of different things that is really beneficial that I helped them. I tell my story in the beginning, how I got into it and and the challenges that I had. And so now. Because before I would find that, you know, I talk to them. They get the product. And six months later, they have no idea what they got. They forgot about it. Mm -hmm. But now they have the book. They can reference it. They can share with people. They can become uh, semi-experts themselves involved in what they have. And they'll have a better understanding of it. And then it also it helps them. But it also protects us as well, because now that I have an informed client, nobody can come to her or him and tell them I have something better. Or that's not good for you. Mm. You should be doing something else. Yeah, you know, yep. that's the most important <laughs> thing is to do the best thing for the, for the client.
2: You know, we've covered so much in this in this talk. We've talked about some of the things that you have changed over the past year. Um, looking ahead through 2021 and even into 2022, what are some of the goals that you have for your business for yourself um, that you'd like to
1: share? Well, I mentioned uh, one. I'm I want to definitely get. Uh, uh, more involved with businesses, a lot more involved. I mean, a yep. lot. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of maybe make a change to my approach, uh, to my customer type, and do maybe ninety percent businesses, because I, like I said, I think that's where opportunity uh, lies, and I think that's where this community is underserved a lot. And business owners, kind of, they have a better understanding of what I'm talking about with them as well. I want to also become more of a thought leader out in the community and maybe have weekly seminars and things like that where I can help people get an understanding, whether it be uh, understanding uh, the products, understanding the industry, how you how a person might be able to benefit by getting in the industry, how somebody might be able to benefit by using our products, uh, just different things like that. Maybe having a YouTube channel. Definitely want to be more automated where things are more streamlined because I've been a salesperson for a long, long time. And one of the things that salespeople don't like to do is all of little tedious work with uh, paperwork yep. and all this other stuff <laughs> that, that you have to do. But if you can get automated where things are kind of moving for you and we're at that age now where we can get automated, my life will be so much easier. And then all I have to do is concentrate on talking to people. I don't have to worry about any of this other stuff, you know, even marketing can automate the marketing systems yeah. and stuff like that. So that's where I'm headed.
2: Awesome. Well, it sounds like 2021 is going to be great and already has been for you so far. Um, one thing I did want to ask is if people are interested in looking at your book, where can they get that?
1: So the link that people can go to is called uh, yourteachersguide.com.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Abby L, for joining us on the podcast. And thank you all for listening.
2: Join us next time on the Share Your Umbrella podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And if you're really interested in what we had to say today, we will be having a couple of blog posts on the firstfinancialsecurity.com website. Take a look there and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.